0: Good evening, everybody out there. We're coming off a 4-2 Oilers win against the Panthers. And joining me tonight are my guests, uh, Ryan Lotsberg in the middle and uh, my right winger way out there um, in Vegreville, Alberta, home of the Easter egg, probably lives close to my grandma and didn't know it, uh,
1: Kirk Morris. How you doing, guys? Yeah, Mike, how you doing? Doing a little better, you know, like I – I uh
0: was worried big time about today you know we got our heads handed to us by the hurricanes and Florida seemed to handle them with a three nothing shutout so today I was really nervous about the game and um you know seven minutes in we didn't register a shot it wasn't looking too good but uh you know Stu, Stu gave them a chance to kind of gingerly wake up and and uh made a hockey game out of it and come out of it with a win.
2: Yeah, good on Skinner. I'll say yeah. that much. Yeah, yeah. if there's He's any been question. the better of the two goalies so far, for
0: sure. If there's any question who your starter is now, I think it's sort of been answered here. <laughs> hmm. Um, I feel bad for Campbell. Like that game in in Carolina, he was 20 seconds away of from having uh you know an awesome period, and and looked like he, we were going to get two solid starts out of him back to back. But I think that late goal. You know, really got in his head, and and seems like a fragile goalie to me.
1: Yeah, well, the, oh, yeah sorry, go ahead. Go
0: ahead,
3: <laughs> go ahead there. I,
2: <laughs> no, I think there, wasn't it two goals? Like right at the end of the first, and again right at the end of the second in Carolina game. Like there were two goals right at the end of period. So if you eliminate those little mistakes, it's a 2 one game.
0: And, and I don't necessarily think he's at fault for those, but it just kind of got to him, and. You know, then the wheels kind of came off for the guy.
2: Yeah, for sure. I, I that third period, I think the whole team just kind of had a mental lapse. Like as soon as that fifth goal happened, then it was lights out.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was it was kind of over by then. This this trip's been kind of surprising, right? Like you go into Washington, and uh, you know, all you heard for three days prior was Stoffer barking about how they were missing forty million dollars off. Out of their lineup, and I, I think we kind of you know sleepwalked in in that game, and um, we're victimized by you know some
1: some play from Ovi and and um, you know Kuznetsov and you know it
0: uh, didn't look good there. And then we go into Tampa against a strong club and put up a pretty strong effort. And uh, you know you think okay, Campbell's on his way back. And then kind of that game in Carolina happens and you walk into today thinking, shit, this could be a a brutal road trip for us. And, you know, they, they come out of there with a win. And anytime you go 500 on, on the road, I think, I think that's a good thing. Uh, You know, sure you'd like to win one more or two more if you can, if you can do that. But uh, all in all on a tough uh, Eastern road swing, I'm, I'm not upset with where they are
3: yeah that's yeah. all you can ask for uh i th- I thought uh just like you said there like with the with the local media there, with what the washington game oh it's gonna be a cakewalk oh should be able to get two points easily all oh, this and that there is no easy games in the a h l zero you have to show up every night, and just like you said i and i think everybody's seen it, you know, just sleepwalk central and they they really didn't get their feet under them until until it was way too late and they were over their heads and and then you go to Tampa and you figure oh it's going to be a, a brutal you know slaying area again and everybody showed up played awesome defense you know it's just it's really frustrating to see these guys not put a fr- like a, a consistent effort into the defense side I I think it's pretty. Pretty obvious that they can handle themselves on the offensive side. It's just from the neutral zone back towards their own net, they seem to have they seem to have mental lapses.
1: Um, you know, you kind of get wrapped up in the wins losses, but I
0: think sort of what gets lost a little bit, and it's crazy to think, but McDavid and Dreisaitl are are unreal right now, and and you know. We know that, but you kind of don't really soak it in, really, like you should. Like, it's phenomenal what they're doing. I mean, today, pretty, you know, oh, they only had a point each, right? <laughs> like, it's like, you know, like when they, it, it, there's really not many games where they, they're both holds held scoreless. And when they do just get a point, it's like, oh, they just got a point. Like, it's phenomenal what they're doing.
2: It's only a point, your bums get off the yeah.
1: Come on, get after <laughs> <off> me. <edge. laughs>
2: Like you said, like, there are no superlatives. Like there aren't enough words in the language to fully describe what these guys can do and what they've been doing. Like these guys, they're in the peaks of their careers right now, and they're just dominant.
0: Yeah, and really, like you know, as much as people want to talk about it, but our power play isn't really firing on all cylinders okay. right now either. So it's you know, it's it's crazy to think that they can you know build on what they've been doing
1: like you know exponential growth of, of their point totals like it's it's unbelievable um <clears throat> what do you guys think of where warren fogle is right now he's playing great I, hockey
3: <laughs> yeah you, you can't you can't complain sorry for walking on you there again okay, week, go but, ahead buddy <laughs> but uh but yeah, yeah well, like <laughs> he, he seems to he seems to to find his groove there finally there, like. I I think, uh, as far as today goes, like he was, he he was president in in all the zones. Like he was forechecking hard, you know, he had a gaffe there on, I think on that, uh, second goal there, uh, from Florida, but other you're gonna, you're gonna have have mistakes, you know, like people get focused on the puck there and then lose coverage of their, of their own, you know the uh, of their own like area there and lose track of people but overall I, I i thought he's been great actually on this entire road trip he's been one of the bright lights uh throughout throughout the four, last four games as far as i'm considered uh
0: behind me there if if people are seeing the the <laughs> first cat the, is uh thor and the and the more blonde one is is uh or, sorry, the first one's Loki and the, the more blonde one is, is Thor. So, I've got the Avengers and they'll probably fight behind me here for supremacy. So,
2: <laughs> uh, like, if people are going to look at the last couple of games of Vogel and say, Oh, he's got two goals in the last two games. He's, he must be playing well right now. But he, this has been coming for him for a while. There's been a lot of games where he's been really good on the forecheck. check his underlying numbers have all been above 50% and he's been in on a lot of chances, whether they be setting it up for somebody else or just making stuff happen. And Puck's not going in for him, but now it's starting to, it, it was great to see all the relief pouring out of him after he scored that shorty against Tampa. And it's nice to see him keep it going against Florida today. So good on him.
0: Um, so the YouTube chat is uh, kind of lighting up. I should probably comment a little bit on that. So people uh, know that we're seeing what they're saying, but uh Renegade Man, 83. I wonder if that has anything to do with Hammer, but uh, at this stage, Skinner should play more games. Uh, yeah, I think that's kind of kind of the case. I mean, I don't think you can um, sit Campbell for too, too long, but uh, you've you got to build some wins right now. It almost, you know, I was thinking today that it's almost like uh, last year when the Oilers kind of had to ride Koskinen for a little while so Smith could kind of find his game. And it it definitely feels sort of the same way right now. Um, you know, Skinner's really—I can't think of a really poor start that he's had. Um, he hasn't won every game that he's been in the net, but uh, I can't think of a poor start. So, uh, yeah, I and today, I mean, that was a pretty tidy goaltending effort. Um, what he turned aside forty shots out of forty-two—I think it was. Uh, I mean, you can't ask for too much more than that.
2: Yeah, he's been solid. I think. I think it's a good comparison for sure. I, I think Gregor pointed out we got three games in the next ten days, so there's going to be some practice time for Campbell to sort his stuff out, that get that glove looked at, get a new one if he needs. <laughs> yeah,
3: hopefully right. new gear. Hopefully, <laughs> Rick. Seems yeah, frustrating.
0: This uh, Jax guy on on YouTube says uh, they play well when they stay out of the penalty box, and yeah, they've been a little bit more disciplined lately. And like you know. um as as awful as that whole cane injury was, I think, you know, you, you gain a little bit of discipline not having him. But it, that kind of leads me to something else that I, I was thinking too, is, you know, um the guy uh Yanmark and costin I think it is, that filled in um, you know, I, I liked what I've seen out of them, but I'm just wondering if if you might need to go to somebody like Ryan Malone just to have a little bit more of a physical presence out there, or you just try to you know, win hockey games and not worry about the extracurricular. I'm not sure, you know, Florida was a team really that could have bullied us a little bit, but I didn't really see too much of that today, so.
2: Yeah, I mean, the way I've always looked at it is putting a guy that might be a little stronger, a little more physical on the fourth line. Like, I don't see how that wins you a hockey game. You get that guy in the ice for six, seven minutes a night, and you might hit somebody, two or three hits. But maybe he gets into a fight. Like, it, I, I don't see how that makes the or gives your team a significant advantage. So, you got to play your team game, and that's not the Oilers game. The Oilers game is speed. And special
0: teams. There's two ways to look at that, I think, and one is like you said, and the other is well, you might not help you, but he might not hurt you either. So I, I, I don't know.
2: I don't yeah, really. Have, I don't yeah, really yeah. have.
0: I don't really have a definitive opinion on that. I think you know they won today. Go on to the next game and maybe take it game by game, depending on who you're playing. Maybe if it is against Calgary and it's it's a bit of a you know. Um. Did you guys hear the... We, we, what, we only have one more game against the Flames? Is that right? We've played yep. two? Yeah. it's yeah, not later in the year. Yeah, yeah so... I think it's summer,
3: Did you guys hear uh what, what happened to the Adams there, or there, there, was there any release, uh, official release, upper body, lower body, or they just got sent back to Edmonton, and that was it?
2: I I didn't hear anything specific.
0: I, I have the notion that they might be worried he's got a concussion. Because they they were bringing up, like, old stuff that that happened to him and and talking about that. So, yeah.
1: That
2: that play in the preseason against the Cocks where we think he got hurt on, where he went into the boards, real awkward there. I I don't know if it was the Reds, maybe it was shoulder. Head is a very distinct possibility because that would explain the long gap. And, like, he, he hasn't had his hands all year. He hasn't been the same player. So maybe there is something up.
0: Yeah, this uh, epiphany off of YouTube here says Yams was rocked a few times and he's not exactly a giant. Nope he, he's uh, he's not. And, you know, maybe, maybe there's something to that. Maybe this has been lingering. I, I don't know. I'm not trying to build him excuses, but uh, who knows? Um, I certainly don't. I think, you know, the one thing I, I appreciated about Evander Kane was how open he was about what happened to him that's a rarity for anything in the nhl i mean it's hard to hide the evidence of what what went on there but uh you know basically saying he was cut right to the bone i mean you don't hear that kind of stuff usually ever so um and i hope you know he doesn't have any lingering effects from what happened to him i mean that's brutal and and uh mm-hmm. it reminds me of you know my i don't think you can really see it but i i was reaching for a puck one time in a in a rec hockey game and, um, guy skate in front of me came up and clipped me in, and, and severed my lip and I hit the deck and and the Darcy Tucker or Ryan Smith and me figured I needed to finish my shift before I went off and I, I skate off and the guys are like, yeah, you need to go to the room. I'm like, why? And they're like, touch your mouth. And I'm, <laughs> oh, I didn't even know I was bleeding until I, I did that, but <laughs> no risk for me of bleeding, bleeding out or anything like that, but, uh, just a freak, unfortunate incident. And, um, you know, this one and the, and the Taylor hall getting stepped on it and Brian Marchment, uh, you know, the, when he went crashing into the, the board there, um, those to me are the three most dangerous incidents I've ever seen, uh, out of the Oilers. And, and I'm, I'm thankful that's all we've ever seen, you know, and that's all I, I really remember in, in all my years of watching this club that, that were really, really scary incidents, you know, guys get hurt and injured and, and all that, but where you, where you fear, they're not going to make it. Uh, you know, I, as a hockey player, um, skates are, are lacerations are are probably the thing I, I, I get, you know, queasy at the
3: most. Um Yeah. The the one were actually the two incidents that really stick out in my mind involved skates. Clint, Clint Millarchuk there yeah. uh in eighty seven. Yeah. yeah, and then Carlson there getting his Achilles uh attendance severed there too when he got stepped on. I, I forgot think
0: there, I think there was another one. I I think it was a Jidnik um had another neck neck in like skate to the neck. Yeah,
2: that's right. Uh, okay, like, yeah, yeah.
0: Like like, like and yeah, and you know, people were saying the other day I was in a, in a thread or whatever. And they were saying, you know, they think of molar truck in that moment, though, we didn't know how bad it was with Kane. you know, that could, that's, that's, that could be life-threatening too. You sever an artery. Um, it, <laughs> you can bleed out that way too. So, uh, you know, I'm glad that never happened and he got off and had the presence of mind to get the hell out of there as quick as he could. And, and, you know, they got him the help he needed and he's going to be all good. I, I don't care what you feel about Evander Kane, you know, off off the ice, but those kind of incidents, I mean, I think we're all on the same page as just hope he's okay, you know, when that's going down.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's just hoping the best for the player and uh, hope yeah. he makes a quick recovery and a full recovery and can come back and keep being the guy he is.
3: Well, and he said there uh, in the interview there with Gene there in the second uh, period, He said he can feel his fingers. He can move them all well. So that's a huge step right there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Gene was right in the thick of it too. Like heard him running down the hallway saying, help, help, help. You you know, like, uh, good on Gene. I mean, he's always, uh, he's always there. Um, what do you guys feel about the season so far? Is this kind of what you expected? Like they, they don't seem to make anything easy for us as fans, but, uh, you know, are, are, are any prediction changes or are you still confident with this group or, you know, uh, what do you think?
3: Prediction changes. I could burn mine all the, all the hell right now, pretty much.
0: <laughs> don't yeah, mention
3: Vancouver. I'll
0: well, <laughs> just leave it with this team. I won't burn you for other stuff.
3: <laughs> hey, can you go ahead there, Rye?
2: Um, uh, I don't think we've seen the best of the Oilers yet like we're sitting two games it's nine and seven that we're at right now like yeah penalty kills allowing a goal or two every game pretty much defensive lapses inconsistent goaltending so no this isn't what i expected i expected a lot more but the fact that we have all that going on we're still two games above 500 is a good sign surely but uh but I expect more from the Oilers. I've, there's always going to be ups and downs throughout the season. It's not going to be 82 games where you play at a specific clip the entire way. Right? There's going to be ebbs and flows and ups and downs. So there, there's going to be a hot stretch soon enough. And we'll probably have a four or five game losing streak at some point in the year. We're, we're playing just average hockey right now that we're getting by. and We're in a good spot. But yeah, I expect more and we'll get it
3: my biggest uh kind of downer was was D- uh Dylan hallway he's been mainly a passenger so far you know uh, uh you know you as as a rookie in the league you're going to you're going to make mistakes it's just guaranteed it's how you bounce back and yeah as of late he has bounced back more and more each game but do you want him playing like 8 minutes a night or do you want him to go full throttle in the AHL and and grow his game even more, you know, but I, I, I get that feeling that they're going to keep him up here for the next little while here still barring any more entries and whatnot, but, uh, and, and as far as Campbell goes, I was, I was expecting that, you know, a slow start from him and with his confidence, like you said there before, they got three, three games in the next 10 days. He's, he's obviously going to. I think he'll get better. He has to get better, obviously, but, uh, oh, sorry. Say that again. <laughs> Can't
2: get much worse.
3: Well, you can, can only look up from here. Right. But that game in Tampa, like I, I thought he, he, he had like, he had zero happy feet. You know, he saw the puck. Well, he tracked the puck. Well, uh, and then it was just like, uh, just like Durst said there at the beginning of the show, you know, it was 10 seconds away from a perfect period, pretty much, you know, he, he has strong showing and then it just, the wheels fell off. So how do you rebuild this confidence? You just, I, I, there's no other way to do it, but you got to keep throwing them out there and, and just try to build it brick by brick.
1: Yeah. I, I
0: think he has to play his way out of that, uh, funk and, and, but on the same token you you need to kind of develop or they need to build a little bit of cushion so uh, you know i i wouldn't go back to him right away um let Stuart do his thing and and you know when when the next back to back is i haven't looked too far down the, the schedule but that's probably when i would go to him let him practice yeah. and and work on on some things and and yeah
3: you can't let him sit for too long, though, right? Like, he, he, no. you got to give him a game here and there. So, no. Yeah,
2: uh, shoot or shoot, right? <laughs> the same idea. You're, you're missing yeah. shots of basketball. you, <laughs> you yeah. got to like, just keep shooting. got to shoot your right? way so, Yeah, you got to just let, her, let him play every once in a while. But, yeah, and, and this is a great spot for Stuart Skinner to be in right now, too. It's a great race development, be, like getting a little more action and see, proving that he can – be an adequate goaltender in the NHL or more than he's been great.
0: Um, you touched on Holloway there for a second there, Kirk and, and, um, you know, he has that gaff the other night, but then I think he settled down and kind of got into a bit of a groove, but, um, kind of got bumped out of, you know, where he was playing and focal got moved up and, and, um, yeah, yeah, I don't really question that. I think Fogle's kind of earned a, a little bit more time and you know, he receives a nifty little drop drop pass from Drysdale today and buries it and uh looks like he's you know a shooter again. He, and he, and he always did have a have a good, you know, snap and wrist shot um in Carolina and it would be great if he found it here for us and and picked up that offensive kind of capability. Um, you know, Michael in the group chat with all of us was uh
1: talking about Puli RV, where are you guys at with, with Yessie and, and, uh, what do you think? Yeah. I want to go
3: yeah. Uh, thanks man. Uh, I, he does a lot of little, like I said there the other night with, with Michael, he does a lot of little things, right. But at the end of the day, you got to finish it. What it, what you put on the score sheet is what you, what matters the most. He's had uh, plenty of opportunity. I know a lot of people are going to probably be screaming at me after I say this, but I think he the third line suits him well because he's insulated. He can he can do his thing there with the, the on the defensive side of the puck, and he's got no confidence right now. Like any any anything near the the net,
1: I'll push and back
3: on.
0: I'll push back on that a little bit, Kirk, because I, I think that all kind of got thrown out the window with Kane getting hurt. I think he yeah. was in a good spot there and then and then Evander gets hurt and now you're left with, okay, what do we do? You know, we gotta we gotta fill some gaps and, and then you take Yamamoto out of the lineup, and now you're yeah. really
2: thin.
3: Well, what about a rotating uh like a rotating like Holloway pulley RV and then fogo uh-huh. like up and down that's the line? You're
0: probably gonna see. I think that's probably what you're going to see. I mean, there's only so many wingers, right. That, yeah. that have some skill and, and, and can do some things, you know, for me with, with Jesse, I I'd like to see him be a Ryan Smith on the top line, get to the net and, and Hyman does it. Hyman does it get to the net and just take bang home. any loose change. You need to get one and then start to build off of that, but you got to get the first one, you know, you, and that's, that's how you build confidence. I mean, I'll use a basketball analogy, but if I'm struggling on the basketball court and I can't hit anything, I go to the rim. I don't elevate like Michael Jordan, but I, I go as close as I can to the basket, make something and then start working back from there. And I think that's that's how he's got to approach the game. Just make it
1: simple, get something and, and go from there. Didn't he get a goal that kind of banked off him? The other, does he have one? He's got one. Yeah. And It was like a point shot or something. I think it
2: was a tip in.
1: Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah,
2: it was. Yeah, it was off a point shot. He tipped it in. So yeah, he's got to get a few like that for sure. That, that that's the only thing missing from Leary's game is some finish, and you need that if you're going to be a top six.
0: Yeah, he, and, and, and I mean today he knows,
2: he, he knows how to read the game. He plays. He defends fairly well. He forechecks well. He makes things happen. He's, he makes. he's
0: he's adapted his game over the summer. Like it's not the same as as what it was prior. He's more physical today. I mean, yep. um Kulak goes to the net and and it's stopped, but guess who's in the middle of the scrum? And it's not something you expect to see, but pooley was right in the middle of that scrum. And he didn't really do a lot, but he, he had a hold of two guys and a big grin and, and all that. But hey, you know, before he would shy away from any of that and, and just yep. kind of, you know, exit the scene.
3: That's, that's the one thing I've noticed this year. He stepped up his physicality and it's, that's a, that's a good sign. Like that's, that's part of your confidence.
0: Yeah. I I think Kane has something to do with it, but you you gotta, you gotta be committed to doing it too. So, uh, you know, he deserves credit as well. Yeah. And, you know, the end of the game today, he makes a good play and bats a puck down and, and, you know, it was only a one foot pass to McDavid, but McDavid gets it to Nuge and that ices the game he's on the ice for that. And, 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 you know, he, he did the right thing there, but yeah, he's got us, you know, got to break the, the goose egg and so does Yamamoto. And, and I mean, there's, it's, it's like this team has been carried by, you know, Leon and and Connor and, and they bought these guys time, but they eventually are going to need these guys to start contributing and and helping out. Yeah. They can't carry the load forever.
2: Like when Pulley Army's coming up in juniors, big thing about him was his shot. Like he could rip the puck and we've seen it here in the NHL a bunch. He can rip it, but there's been a lot of times where like it's, the shot's just rushed. Like if you look at Nugent Hopkins, he's getting a lot of his goals in the slot, but they're all wrist shots. They're not hard snap shots. Pully Arby, it's like he's panicking and he just gets the shot off just to get it off quickly. Whereas Newton Hopkins, he he's corralling it with soft hands, and he's picking a spot. Coley just needs that little bit more composure in front of the net, and his goals will <laughs> start to come for him.
0: Yeah. the The other thing I've noticed with with Yesi
1: is, that, like, his best chances he defers.
3: Yeah, it, I was going to ask it, you guys about it, that. Like, what's with all the deferrals? Like the two on ones, oh, I'm going to pass it. I'm going to pass it drives me insane like well, well, and I know I well Fogle you know, had heard?
0: Fogle had Dreisaitl on the left wing so I don't I don't really fault <laughs> it for that but you, you're not the passer though you're not Dreisaitl like it needed to be a dry past pass to Dreisaitl there for that to to go I yeah. mean and, and Fogle just doesn't do that he should have ripped that one I, I yeah but, but even yes, still for their- yes, yes he does the same thing I mean yeah. with his best opportunities he and, and, you know, I don't really fault people for looking for their teammates, but there's a time to, when you're in that prime real estate, let it go. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's something he was trying to focus on coming into the year, too, is being a little bit more of a playmaker at times, rather than just always shooting and then not scoring. Because <laughs> like, yeah. people are stepping back at that, I don't know, right? Like that fan day scrimmage, I know he, was made, he made a couple of plays where it was like, okay, hey, you should have shot that, but he made a creative pass back. So, okay, but shoot the <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: just you know the grade a chances or or you're basically in all all alone, but you're looking back for somebody and, and you know forcing a forcing a bad pass
1: and and then it goes the other way and yeah, um, you guys think uh, you know in the summary I and
0: and it's been going probably for a year and a half now. It was either Barry or Bouchard. I'm kind of in the spot where I think we need them both now. Like I, I'm not really you know, <laughs> uh, lyn- lynching, uh, Barry anymore. I, I think there's a place on the scene for, for both guys. I, I, I don't know. I, you know, if one's struggling, the other one's usually not and to have them both, I, and two, two weapons, you know, that they both possess, I think, I think is, is helpful. I just, I think there needs to be, you know, Nemo line Nemo line adds a, a physical presence to the back end, but it would be nice to have another physical defenseman um, on the left side as well. I think that's the area of concern for me is, is getting another left shot D to, you know, kind of really
1: help out Nursen and Kulak. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. If you look at the depth chart, yeah, you got CC and Boosh
2: and Barry on the right, so that's pretty strong. You got two really good puck movers and then CeCe, decent puck mover, better shutdown guy than the other two. And then you got Nurse, and then you got Kulak and Nima Linen right now, or Murray, or whoever it
1: is. But uh, yeah, definitely not a lot of sandpaper there. And I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of in my head now. I wonder if they really like focus on <laughs> playing 11 and 7, I think at times is, is okay. But I, I wonder
0: if that takes a toll. Over a sustained, you know, say thirty-game stretch, you know, if, if twenty-five of those games you're going eleven and seven out of out of thirty, I, I'd like to know some analytics on what that actually uh, helps, benefits, hurts, uh, that kind of I think thing.
2: We, I think what eleven and seven does is gives Cotter and Leon a little bit more ice time. But you know what else gives them more ice time? Being downable in the third period. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> it doesn't matter whether you're playing twelve and six or eleven and seven. We're yeah. down. Connor and Leon are getting more time. Yeah. So yep. Well, yeah, I I don't know what the numbers say. Uh,
3: the, the and the thing is, if you have like the the younger guys there uh, who played for Woodcroft and Bakersfield, he played eleven and seven a lot. So he knows, and they know, like everybody knows, like if you go to that eleven and seven route, you you know what you're in store for, but. I was going to just mention there, like, rather than trade for somebody, you could promote somebody within there, bring somebody up from the pharmacy, like Kesselring or or even like a Vinnie D'Harnay or, or even Broberg once he's back to full health.
2: Yeah, that's the missing piece that we're waiting for right now, Broberg. Yeah.
3: And, yeah, and what, he, he cut himself, like, cooking in the
2: kitchen or something? <laughs> like,
3: yeah. No, something that, I,
2: I, I, he came back, played one game, then he was hurt again. I'm pretty yeah, sure, I he, yeah.
0: Like Bizarre.
3: Yeah. I heard something there on, on Bob's show.
0: Oh, He's out I'm something sick. bizarre.
3: He's out <laughs> on Cuisine IR.
2: I <laughs> heard <laughs> you know, that boy a chef.
3: Um, yeah.
1: So, your guys' biggest concerns thus far in the season? For me, I would say the
2: penalty kill is the biggest concern. Uh, like we're still sitting at 30th in the league, even after a five for five night, we were in the high sixties until that Tampa Bay And now we're low seventies. They, they went, they went to a new strategy. I just wrote a piece about this on heavy hockey, but instead of challenging the puck carrier and getting shooting lanes, they're trying to use the high forward to get into a passing lane, which is it's easy to break down and it gives the puck carrier way too much time and space. So they, they're getting killed with it it's not working so like, they need to bail on that go back to a little bit more of a standard pk even what they were doing last year and hopefully that'll settle down a little bit that's on manson am i correct i'm not sure but uh, i know Gullison does the power play so i don't think it takes a rocket scientist to figure that out um
1: your biggest concerns kirk
3: Well, just the defensive play in front of the goaltending and the defensive play period in their own end. Like that's, that's my biggest thing. Like, especially when they're playing with Campbell that, and I, I know he's a new goaltender. He's trying to fit himself, assert himself in. But if you're not getting the, the, what you, what you want or what you like, be vocal with the guy, speak up. I'm sure they're they're gonna be they're, they're gonna be receptive, but I, I I think that's one of Soup's downfalls is, is that he's too nice at times, you know, like when you seen <laughs> I hate to dredge up old goaltenders, but when you seen Smith, if something went wrong defensively in front of him, he let the the players know a little bit too vocally at times, but, but yeah. Happy
2: medium somewhere there.
3: Yeah. Like just, just tell them like, and I'm sure even mention it to, to Dave Manson and the staff, like, Hey, I need a lane to, to in order to track the puck or, you know, or, or, you know, not, not being a yard sale the entire time they're in your crease. So uh, just, just more def- defensively aware And I think that ties in with the penalty kill once again, you know, just, just be more responsible, be, be more, just be more receptive, like, and, and, and work on it. You know, like it's, that's the one thing and everybody's crying, you know, like with Campbell being a $5 million backup. Well, he's a new player. He doesn't know the systems all all like down the heart, but at the same time, you got to help the guy out.
1: Um, I'll, I'll dig a little
0: deeper on, on what you're saying there. Um, are, are you concerned? Like once the zone is, is kind of established at, at their, at their defensive play off the rush, both, uh, you know, all of the above,
3: pretty much all of the above, you know, like you take a look at their PK and it's just, it sometimes is complete yard sale. And then you take a look at what they did in Tampa. And it's, it's the exact opposite. It's the mirror image. Like just, I, I can't believe it. You know, it's, it's Jekyll and Hyde pretty much, you In
0: know, PK, it seems like forwards don't know where they're supposed to be. That's
2: because of this new system they're doing. It's super confusing. and It's ineffective.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. And
3: but- then Woodcroft turns around and he says, well, we're going to simplify. Well, you got to stick with something. You know, like <laughs> make it simple so yeah. uh, everybody is on the same page,
0: R- right? I mean, I don't know. You, you go back to a box and and just quadrants and and uh, you know, you obviously can't play man to man when you're shorthanded. So,
2: like, like ever since Dallas Aikens, they've been doing the system where they play a high forward who's kind of following the puck. And then once that guy gets struck out too far, the low forward comes up or when it comes back to the point right? they got a guy hanging out in the middle to protect the cross team pass. And they got a high forward pressure. in the pocket. It, that's the way it's been for a long time. I didn't like that strategy either so much, but it's been working for them for a little while, but now suddenly they're hopping into passing lane. So it's a whole new read for the forwards and it, it doesn't give them enough time to get over and, Challenge a puck carrier to get into the passing lane. Sometimes it's really easy to pass it through a guy and to to the other one. Like for on Washington's side or in the Washington game, like Washington broke it down beautifully. There were two times where they just passed it right through the guy in the passing lane, and that broke it down, and it was a goal. That's a couple seconds later. So just keep it simple. Get in shooting lanes. Pressure the puck carrier. Not difficult. Yeah. And on the in the defensive zone they're playing man to man which fine a lot of teams do it but we are struggling with man to man defense for whatever reason so maybe going to a zone or some sort of modified hybrid zone man thing i'm not the systems expert but man man ain't working well
1: yeah well yeah i i don't know like man to man to me in uh, in hockey can
0: be a lot of chasing i mean Um, and and if you're committed to that, it might work, but if you're not, then, uh, yeah.
2: Well, it makes reads a lot more difficult sometimes because defensemen get taken high way out of the zone and suddenly you got forwards having to come back and play that Uh, position. And
1: And they're,
0: yeah. And they're like a fish out of water when they're kind of below the hash marks. So,
2: Yep. yep, exactly. So yeah, keep it simple there too defense don't go below or don't go above the hash marks wingers stay high on anybody that's below the hash marks
3: and i was talking to a few uh few of the bakersfield fans there and they've said that's the one stickling point with uh with woodcroft he had terrible pk when he was in bakersfield and he's once again he's having terrible time here with the pk here with the big club so
2: like it turned around for a little while when he first came in last season because it was god awful with Tippett here for the better part of yeah. a couple months here too. Right, I mean, but and then everything got been,
3: better. I'm gonna he say just just simplified. He he probably just said, "Yay, yeah, just simplified it and it worked." Right. So if I'm, it ain't I'm, broke, don't fix it.
0: You know, some but, people don't. Some people don't like it, but I'm a fan of having McDavid out on your penalty kill. Let's put a little fear in the other team's eyes. Yeah.
2: One thing we do do really well on the penalty kill is like, we get a lot of chances shorthanded. Zach Hyman is, he's gotten so many breakaways as a result of it. Like dude, Our forwards know how to read the situation and get lots of two-on-ones and there's been lots of breakaways. McDavid playing in a system that generates a lot of chances shorthanded, that's a good strategy. For sure. and,
0: and honestly, if there's a face-off at our blue line and he's out there, that doesn't hurt my feelings whatsoever. You win that mm-hmm. draw, send him off on the races, and away you go. And, anyway, and if your high forward's
2: not getting into a shooting lane, why not put him out there?
0: It, it, see, it seems to be like, you know, they, when they do use them, it's 10 or 15 second shifts. Like it's not long. He's not out there very long.
2: Yeah, it's at the end when you yeah. know, the line's going out next.
0: Well, well, today it was kind of, he was out there sort of in the middle of, of uh, PK. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think that's good. Um, Epiphany here says uh, <laughs> stop taking penalties, but McLeod uh, too, that boy can move. Yeah, he, he definitely
1: can skate. Um, biggest surprises thus far on the season?
3: Uh, Well, it isn't much of a surprise, but the play is Stuart Skinner. Um, top five in the league there in save percentage. Uh, expected goals uh, saved. Uh, yeah, I... I thought he'd be good, but not this good. So quite a, quite a, quite a contrast to Campbell for sure. But, uh, yeah, that's probably my, my biggest, uh, you know, it's no secret that I'm a goaltending guy, but just the over the overall, uh, yeah, just his demeanor in the net. I've noticed even from preseason, he. He had happy feet there for a couple of games, especially the one against Calgary. And now he's just super calm, like that. Nothing can, that nothing can really phase him pretty much. You know, if he gets a goal against like that second one here tonight, you know, it was, was kind of a fluky goal there from Bennett, but I, I thought he just got right back up, got back on the horse and just, yep, yeah, let's do this. And he's been awesome.
2: Yeah. For me, honestly, there's not been a ton that's been really surprising. Like the Oilers having slow starts has been a theme. That, that's old news. That's pretty consistent. Uh, heavily reliant upon with David and Drysettle for their offense. Yep, old news. It's been like that for quite a while. I um, the defense is a little bit weak, goaltending inconsistent. Check, check. Been there, seen that, got the ticket stuff for that show. It's like, there's not been a ton of surprises. I think Tyson Berry's play has been, I think, a really positive development where he was viewed as a defensive liability in the last couple of years, but he's actually played decent this year on both ends of the ice. A couple of goals today for him, which is great. So, I'll say yeah. that.
0: That second goal today, I mean, that was, like, let's go head-to-head and I'm going to beat you. I mean, that, that, was, that was quite the goal. You know, the first one, a lot of defensemen score that goal. Um, mm-hmm. but that that second one was, you know, let's go head to head and I'm gonna blow it by you. And and uh I like that one for sure. Um <clears throat> yeah, Barry, Barry's been uh you know a a bright spot, I think, on the back end. Um Stuart Skinner's playing net has been good. Um a little bit of a resurrection from Nuge, I think this year, which is yeah. c- kind of nice yeah, to see. Um yeah, I mean Zach Hyman, uh, just dogged determination and and effort, usually night in and night out. Um, you know, I I see I see similar similarities between him and kind of the smitty, hard on your sleeve kind of guy, and uh, you know I I, I love that. Um, you know, Kane Kane out three to four months can we, can we be a better than 500 team in that stretch or, or, uh, you know, are we just trying to stay in the playoff picture until he's back and, and kind of get in and do what we did last year? Uh, what do you think there?
2: Well, we have been in second place in the Pacific division for the last two or three years now, and we've only had King for half a season. So I Yes, Kane makes our team a lot better, absolutely, but I think this team is good enough to still compete for this division even without Kane. So, yeah,
0: I guess Kirk didn't really get a chance to answer, but that's okay, that happens. (laughs) Um, Do you guys expect like a free fall fall from Vegas or just slowly teeter off or are they going to keep going? And uh, conversely... uh, you know, does Calgary stay kind of shit in the bed like they have been, or do they, uh, you know, resurrect their season and come back?
3: I, I, I eventually think that Vegas, Vegas is going to get out of wagon mode. They're like, <laughs> they, they can only go for like that for so long. Uh, mind you Logan taught, like I've said this like a broken record many a times, even on Michael's show, they, uh, Logan Thompson is, he's really, he's really played well. And a lot of teams, you know, uh, there's, there's been some nights where he's let a couple of easy ones past them there, but even with that tandem with Aiden Hill, you know, he, Aiden Hill there before he came to Vegas there, he, he had a pretty shoddy career and now, you know, he's playing in front of a well, well, very, very, um, uh, upgraded defense and, uh, they've, they've both been lights out, so it's tough to say as far as Calgary goes, I think they're going to get better. I think they're in the same boat. Uh, Hubert O hasn't produced like they, they hoped that he would. And Cadre has been kind of on and off, but he's still getting a point of game. I think on average, I think. So it's going to be interesting to see there by Christmas time to see where everybody's sitting. I think it's going to be, it's going to be the good old fashioned parody. Like it's going to be wafer thin. And if somebody stumbles and falls,
1: look out. Yeah. Vegas sitting at 13 and two, 15 games in the year. We got 82.
2: So 15 times four is 60. So uh, 15 times five is 75. So Vegas is going to lose more than 10 games this year. Pretty sure. Right. And they can't stay at this clip. The entire season, so I don't foresee a scenario where the bottom is going to fall up from underneath them and they're going to lose 10 straight at any point. But I think they're, like, they're getting amazing results right now, but they'll come back down the earth a little bit. And I don't think we've seen the best of Calgary yet. They'll get a little bit better, like what are they the lost five straight, six straight now, somewhere in there. that they finally win a game in the last seven? Couple? I think,
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: So, yeah, it, I think it'll it'll flatten out a little bit. The, t- the points will get a little more even between those three teams, and we'll have a battle come down the stretch.
0: And uh, the mighty, mighty Seattle Kraken, what goes on there?
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, a little bit of firepower in your top six. Another year being together. <laughs> a little Jarned less off. pressure. <laughs> a little better goaltending. It's amazing what can happen.
0: I guess uh out of town scoreboard uh from Epiphany on YouTube is telling me that uh Flames are currently leading the Jets one-nothing.
3: winnipeg big's on, been today. good this year too. Yeah. Are they, are they leading the central or something like that? Or uh,
2: or they second. are leading the central, yeah. Yeah they're, yeah. they're tied with the stars at seventeen points. Yeah. But yeah. they gave in hand.
3: Crazy. What do you guys think about the Easter with uh Boston, New Jersey? Because we're playing New Jersey here. Not this coming week, but the week after. In yeah, give,
2: give New Jersey a lot of credit. Like, they're a really underrated team. Like, tons of speed, and they're getting enough offense. Like, Jesper Pratt, unbelievable player. They got Jack Hughes, Nico Hishier. Yeah, uh, Andre Palat, even know he's hurt right now. But, uh, even on defense, too, like, the last couple of years, they've added a couple of really nice players in like Ryan Graves and John Marino. And then you give up PK <laughs> Superman, it opens up the cap space for you to do a little better things. And oh, yeah, they got Dougie Hamilton too, a high end right handed D. So, <laughs> goaltending's coming around for them too. Like, well, everything's going well for them right now. So, good on them.
1: You know what? I, I look back to that game uh, against Jersey at home. And, you know, we've
0: got that two goal lead in the second period. The last 10 minutes of that period, we. I I thought we were skating Jersey into the ground um, but couldn't add to that lead. And, you know, periods, I think, can have momentum shifts, but I think games and, and that can have momentum shifts that can affect three, four games down the line. And I kind of feel like the season, you know, could have been catapulted forward a little bit if we would have walked out of that game with a win. Um, you know, they dropped that game and then all of a sudden they're 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 in a losing skid. And um yeah, give Jersey credit. I mean, they hung around in that game, they didn't give up that next goal, and then they came back and took it away from us. Um
3: and know. uh the one thing that really stood out to me in that game was their speed. It reminded me eerily of Colorado back in the playoffs. You know, you get into a track meet with those guys and I, I know that we went toe to toe and and we held our own, but eventually you gotta you gotta do you gotta create something other than than running back and forth. They you were gotta, pretty
0: pretty opportunistic, right? They just you know they took advantage of our
2: mistakes and and uh, yep. and that was it. Lights out. Yeah. Good night. And that Ryan Graves goal was fluky. Hey, right? that shouldn't have gone through Skinner. Like that's a lucky one. And then seven seconds mm-hmm. later, that Brad. I mean, Jesper Bratt just made Nima Linen look foolish. And he got that breakaway and finished. So, like Skinner makes that one save, we win that game because that that face off play doesn't happen then.
0: That that Nemo mistake, you know, the outside inside. Um, I, I'm okay with that in in the early parts of
1: a season. Yeah, um, you it, know,
2: like you said earlier, it's, he's a rookie. It's gonna happen.
1: Yeah, l- learn from it and and uh, move on.
2: Yep, better now than in March or early April. Or may you
0: know exactly,
3: yeah, exactly.
0: We'll keep you guys for another probably 10 minutes. But uh, is Leon Drysidel the best player in the NHL at batting pucks out of midair and just putting it down at his feet and and carrying on like it's nothing? Well,
3: I don't know. I (laughs) mean,
0: Pastor had a nice one the other night. Uh, Uh, he did, (laughs) um, but
3: uh, but huge batted two out of the the air there, too. Like then you yeah. take a look at McDavid there carrying the puck along, and he's batting it up in the air and going down the ice.
0: McDavid picked up a fucking new, uh, you know, uh, what do they call it in a video game when you learn kind of a new skill? But over over the over the summer, I mean, he he's kind of developed this hacky sack stick shit. Yeah, I've seen him do that. Uh, I think three times this year where he catches yeah. it kind of in midair, taps it to himself a few times, and keeps going. Like holy shit, the guy's incredible. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I'd be lucky to do that standing still, let well, alone, you know, at 30, 35K an hour. Like, that's just insane. And yeah, they're trying yeah.
2: to beat Carrico wide and still getting yeah. a shot on goal. Like, <laughs> just ridiculous.
1: Yeah. No, it's it's silly. Um, How, how mad do you guys think John Tortorella is that Z-Grass did
0: another uh, <laughs> Michigan?
2: <laughs> Probably losing sleep over it. Yeah. F- f- fists clenched in his sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: that would be fucking hilarious when when Zegers does it against the Flyers. Oh, Oh
2: that would pay to see that. That's
3: funny. <laughs> see the oh. smoke pouring out behind the Philly bench. There,
0: we we touched on Holloway for a second, but uh, honest assessment. I mean, I don't think they they can now because I I think their talent is depleted, but. If if Kane wasn't hurt, would you send Holloway back down or, or leave him up, or what do you think?
2: I, I think he's kind of the victim of his own success in the preseason, because the expectations went from about here to here, <laughs> right?
0: I think, it, I think it was elevated even before that. You know, uh, Stoffer was, you know, singing his praises when they brought him in for the one game last year in the playoffs. I mean, yeah, and i i think our fan base just sees a talented kid and he's ready. You gotta get him out there, gotta get him playing and and
2: yeah i think Wincroft made a big mistake by starting him in the top six like it, that should have never been the case. He should have always been on the third line to start the year like fourth line, you wouldn't have been getting it up by his time. Third line would have been a good spot for him but Him in McLeod on a line, that's a ton of speed. yeah, if go in there the way he's playing and has played this year, that would' have been. A Really good third line to start the year. So, but then you get a kid whose confidence is up here and his excitement levels up here. He's playing in the top six, and then he makes a giveaway in his first shift. Whoop. And then he gets hit and then injured. Right. And then he's back into the lineup, and he's very unsure. And so it's taken him a few games to get get his confidence back. But he's starting to make some plays at the puck, and he's starting to figure it out again. I I,
0: I really liked his game uh, after that giveaway for the rest of that game, I thought he, 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 he definitely looked like he was a, you know, NHL ready player. Um, and, and, you know, rookies are going to make mistakes. That's, that's going to happen. It's, it's how you bounce back from it that kind of, you know, determine if you're, if you're really ready or not. And I, I thought he bounced back good today. I saw him, uh, I don't know who who he was jawing, but he he was holding his own with the trash talk, so that <laughs> might have
3: been Lomberg.
2: <laughs> oh, Lomberg, oh jeez,
0: yeah, no, he was definitely giving it back to him and and you could read what he was saying. It wasn't very hard and and uh, you know, I like that you know he he, he he's not a shrinking violet he's he's he's
1: not afraid to stand up for himself verbally at least anyway.
2: <laughs> I see no reason to send him down at this point. Like if he's going to get top nine minutes, there's there's no reason to send him down. Just don't play him in the top six. Like you got Holloway, you got Fogel, you got Yamamoto, you got Willie You got a lot of guys who can step in there and play. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It doesn't look like he has that sort of supreme confidence in the offensive zone yet. And, um, he's been close a couple times to scoring a goal. If if he gets one, then you know I think that'll come. But yeah, it's just not just, there. Just so. like
2: Fogel, you get one. the gates open a little bit. Give the kid time; he'll get it. But I don't think he needs the extra pressure of playing in the top six.
1: Yeah, it's just you know, uh, you've you've got Nuge and you've got Hyman that are sort of contributing,
0: but it gets pretty thin right after that. Um, you know, and there's two other wings to, to kind of worry about. So I think, yeah, maybe the idea is to just, you know, give some guys some time and see if they can figure it out. And if not shuffle a new guy in there and, and keep trying.
2: Yeah. Um, so I just rambled off all those names. I can play the top six, but <laughs> it's like you got McDavid and dry, obviously you got Hyman right now. You got new, so you got four. So, you got two spots for guys that probably shouldn't be there right now. So, you, yeah. you got four guys that can be there. So, that means we don't have one guy.
1: <laughs> None
0: of you have earned this, but here you go.
2: <laughs> yeah. We need you to do this. So, step in there, kid. You got this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, fully RV and Yamamoto have shown they can do it in the past. But, like, you look at their season averages, they're they're middle six guys, they're like bottom in second liners. They're they're not top-line players, they're not at this point. We're waiting for them to break out, but uh, time. the clock's ticking. And it hasn't happened yet, so, yeah, like I don't want to rely on those guys. But at the end of the day, someone's got to do it, and someone's got to emerge, and they're in the driver's seat right now.
3: What if somebody like Borgo gets on a heater there and on the farm, he's doing pretty darn good as of right now. Do you bring a guy up and then send Dylan back down or will that hamper his confidence at all? What What's your guys' take on that? Like if you get a kid that's basically on fire there on the farm, you got to bring him up eventually. No.
2: I mean, if he's showing that the AHL is too easy for him, <laughs> then sure. Why not? Right. Um, They would go against the plan of over prospects. Like, I don't think that's the way Holland likes to do things, but at the end of the day, this is the results business. And if you got a guy that's bringing it and you got guys up here who aren't, why not make the switch? Try it out.
0: With with the cane injury, I mean, that, that kind of opens the door to that kind of thinking. Now, I don't think that was even really a, in the realm of possibility so much before it seemed like it's pretty hard for this team to make any moves whatsoever, whatsoever being so tight up a uh, you know kind of against cap um i i don't think i've seen much really out of devon shore but would you bring like burgo up and and kind of shuffle your lineup a little bit and and leave holloway in it and and you know kind of bump bump shore from the lineup um
2: here here's the thing when you bring up a guy like borgo though, like He projects as a top six guy. His skill set is sniping ability, hockey IQ, offense, right? He's not a checker, not a fighter.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying dump him on the fourth line. I I just think, you know, you shuffle your lineup a little bit to... uh,
2: Yeah, but what I'm saying, like, they... They wouldn't like. I don't think the coaching staff would put him in the top six. And I think you would have to if you're bringing him up because he's lighting okay. the AHL up and scoring a lot. He would need a shot with some skilled players, and I don't think he would get that. He would probably be stuck on the fourth line, getting no ice time. So you yeah, might as well yeah. give that ice time to a veteran like a Anmark or a Shore or somebody. Right? Uh,
0: then, then I wonder if if it isn't worth just a shot, then just just bring him up just to see, just because. Give we really takes. don't we really don't have a right winger that's you know setting the world on
1: fire right now right so
3: it depends how long yamamoto's out too right
1: so, yeah that's yeah. what it, yeah yeah
3: bring them up for like five or six games and send them back down you know yeah the, and
1: whatever. maybe be selective
0: on when you bring them up too
3: yeah definitely
0: you know the and- the king's game i don't know if that's uh, you know that's Wednesday. That's kind of the next game. I don't know if that's
3: ideal. And but, then Vegas uh, right after that on the weekend.
0: Yeah, you might want to look for. And I mean, uh here goes the. There's lots of parity in the league, but you might want to look for a little bit of a softer uh, opponent to kind of give him a look and see see what he's like.
2: Yeah, that's not something I'd want to do right away. Like I I'd want to wait until like December January when the dogs going to say around Christmas. Donkey. Yeah.
1: I, heard, I heard
2: good things. real tough.
3: I heard good things about Lavoie there too. I guess he had a really awesome night there the other night there I think he got two goals against Ontario. I read there uh, Bruce Kerlock there on Twitter there he was him and Kesselring have been setting the world on fire there as far as scoring Kesselring re- leads the h l in defenseman scoring so on him yeah if Just you' guys to look are- out for it anyways.
0: If you're on Twitter and you want to keep up with the Bakersfield Condors and you want a good account to follow, it's uh B. Kerlock, yeah, B. Kerlock, yeah that's really definitely.
1: <clears throat> oh man, uh, yeah, so we've just eclipsed the hour. Um, any final thoughts, guys?
2: Yeah, I would just, yeah, I just want to see a little more consistency out of the boys. It's all like, we know that they have a lot more in the tank than this, we know they're. A game looks a lot better than what we're seeing right now. So I just want to see that come out a little more often. It shouldn't be this stressful with this much talent. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, hoping for a little bit more in the next few weeks here. And we'll see how it goes.
3: Be patient with Campbell. I know everybody's hitting the panic button there. And, and even uh, I got to a shouting match there on Twitter the other night of uh, <laughs> firing the goaltender coach. It's just like calm the f down like it's the first not even the first quarter of the season yet just chill have some dip have a beer have a smoke everything will be fine
1: (laughs) and polish off two uh, very large i can't even put them in the camera uh
0: they won't fit (laughs) coors yeah you know i i don't know i'm my uncle said to me one time he said uh you know, a, a goalie coach can't turn a Pinto into a Lamborghini. <laughs> he can only deal with what he's been given. So I don't know where I am with uh Dustin Schwartz. I, I don't know for a while. I just, I, I would think about him and I would be like, well, th- this organization has changed just about everything you can. You know, they <laughs> got rid of training staff and thought that was the problem and, they've changed garbage cans and pop machines and Coke machines and skating machines. And Dustin Schwartz is the only thing that remains. And he, he's probably the the only guy on the staff that could survive a nuclear attack right on Roger's place. The (laughs) guy's a cockroach. He can survive anything, but yeah, to what you're saying, Kirk, I mean, I listened to Gretzky at intermission there, you know, saying there's an adjustment period when you get traded to a new team and, you know, a new city and, and, and all of that. And, I don't know. I I look back and I think, you know, Campbell was 20 seconds away from having a rock solid first period um, against the Hurricanes there. He was really good in that in most of that period. And one got by him and then, you know, he started to think about it. And I think it kind of went off the rails for him. And I think if, you know, he survives that period and goes into the second and, you know, things could have been a lot different. Uh, they weren't so we got to deal with what is and i think his co- confidence right now is rattled again so i think it's going to take him a little bit to to get it back but um i think he'll he'll find his game eventually and and in the meantime i think you ride stuart skinner who's shown you he's proven that you know he's up to the task right now and he's in a groove and um you know i think you sort of have to ride that and and buy buy Campbell some time to to figure it out and find his game um I don't think he's a shit goalie. I I think he's shown that he can stop pucks and, and do the job and, you know, kind of be sort of that resurrection of a grant Fuhr kind of style, you know, where he's calm, cool collected and, and uh, you know, not in his defenseman's grill and, 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 and all of that. Um, But in the meantime, you, you go to Stu and um, he, you know, he's in that groove, but I think for this team to, you know, go to where we want them to go. I think you're going to need both of these guys to find their game eventually. And I think you're going to need more guys to contribute offensively than what there is. And I think this team is going to have to learn to kill some penalties off, play a little bit more disciplined and defend better in their own end. Um, but it's a long season and it, and there's peaks and valleys in the season. And, you know, um, it looked like we were in a rut and – you know, they find their game and they've managed to find ways to beat some of the premier teams in the league.
2: You know, Um, when we get two wins in six weeks, seven weeks last year and we made the Western Conference Finals, so like ups and downs, right? There's always ups and downs.
0: Yeah, and then, you know, the one thing we'd all love them to learn is to not be notoriously slow starters, but that's been something that's been plaguing this team for I don't know how long.
2: Um yeah, we've been saying it the media has been saying it I'm sure the coaching staff And
3: when they when it, they, they, they do that, and when they do have good starts it's like blowout city like it just you know it's they just come out like gangbusters and boom they just every, every opponent they 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 come out strong against they beat them so yeah. I
1: I
0: think we I think it's been proven you know that um it's not coaching that's the reason why they slow start uh, we've been through how many how many different coaches and, and the starts remain. So I think it's just something that yeah. that's notorious with this group. Um,
2: yeah, David's been through three coaches now, right?
3: McClellan and uh-huh.
2: Tippett, and and then uh, Woodcroft now.
3: But and Hitchcock, the, the one concern, Hitchcock
2: briefly, yeah, so four. Yeah, the one
0: concern I have, like for a regular season, you know, if you're chasing the President's Trophy. This would be a concern of mine. Not that I really care about that, but is, is that they seem to get up for games against you know upper echelon teams, and and sleep on teams that they probably should be, or or like Washington where they're missing players.
1: Yep, and that that's that a means.
0: yeah <laughs> that's that, a problem. That's that's a that's a concern. But I don't know. I I still think this is a playoff you know caliber team. And once you get there, anything can happen. And I'm not expecting any big blockbuster moves in between now and the trade deadline. Um, but I am expecting some some things to happen at the deadline. You know, everybody thinks, well, let's do the Kucherov with Tampa. But I listened to Jason Greger talk about, um, you know, Kane's supposed to be out three to four months. He's not going to make that an extended stay. You know, so it's five months, so that he just comes back for the playoffs. He won't do that. His agent won't let him do that, and he just he he won't do that when he's ready. He'll be back on the ice.
2: Yeah, I think the Oilers want him for the stretch drive.
0: Yeah, definitely. So don't expect any Kucherov type type moves out of this team. But uh, and
2: Kucherov might have been ready a week or two before the end of the season. It wasn't yeah.
0: once. Right, right, and and. Yeah, so
2: against that stuff, as much as it doesn't look like You're, it
0: sometimes, I'm not ruling out any tinkering going on, but it's not going to be some massive move, you know. And I think I think some help probably will come at at the deadline for for the back end. I think that's probably an area of concern for Ken Holland, you know, trying to win a Stanley Cup. Um, but between now and then, I'm not expecting any of that kind of blockbuster stuff.
1: Um,
2: I wouldn't expect it at all, just because. I mean, yeah, we have a little bit of space right now. If you, I'm sure, if you log on the Puckpedia PD or Cap Friendly, you'll see a bunch of cap space. But that's yeah. because Kane's out. Once yeah. he's back, we lose that cap space. And we're right, yeah. having like right. 10,000 or 3,000 or however. Yeah, right. there's not going to be a lot of cap space. It's going to be money in, money out. So, How much yeah. are you really helping your team?
0: Yeah, you can't game? you can't go out and, and acquire some massive piece right now without dismantling what you already have it's gonna yes, it
2: cost you a three million dollar player or more. And yeah, more
0: yeah so i don't i don't see that kind of stuff happening um Indeed. just want to mention ryan uh like Lotzi there he he writes lots of articles you can check them out at heavyhockey.com uh kirk over there on the far right my right winger has his own podcast the Paddle Down Podcast. Um, You know, he, he comes at things from the not so smart goalie perspective, but (laughs) Uh, check him out. And uh, thanks guys for joining me. Um, Keep your sticks on the ice. Keep reaching for the stars. Go Oilers go. Hopefully the next time I come on uh, dash will be able to join. Um, If not the next time, the next time after that, this has been episode two of straight off the pipe for the 2022, 2023
1: season. Thanks, everybody. Good night. Hey, everybody.
3: Night.